Hello and welcome to the Kenzie and Joe Talk Show, the show where we try our best and help you do the same. I'm Kenzie. And I'm Jordan. And if you're new here, we're available on all of the podcasting platforms, so be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you want to ask us questions or for advice, check out the form linked in the show notes. And also follow us on Instagram at Kenzie and Joe Talk Show for more content. So in this episode, we're talking about first half, Enneagram. And the second half, we're talking about our current favorite. Yeah. Like a little monthly favorites. Except it's been quite a few months since starting this, but yeah. it's all right. Yeah. Little little favorite update for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So first, the Enneagram. It's a topic near and dear to my heart. It is. Both both Jordan and our mom really are obsessed with the Enneagrams. <laughs> when our mom found out that we were talking about it today, she was like, the Enneagram? The Enneagram? I love Enneagrams. <laughs> she does. So if you don't know what the Enneagram is, it's kind of like a personality test, kind of not. People liken it to the Myers-Briggs yeah. personality test, which is the one with all the, the four letters mm-hmm. that's your personality, which we can do an episode on that. Mm-hmm. What are you? I'm an ENFJ. I'm an ISFP. Yeah, but the Myers-Briggs can change throughout your life. I don't know if you knew that, but for me, I kind of waver back between the P and the J, which is the last letter, the options between the last letter. Perceptive. And judging, but it's how you like, it's like planning, it's like organization, basically, Mm -hmm. that letter. And then some people can fluctuate between introvert and extrovert. So that one can change throughout your life. The Enneagram can't change throughout your life because it has to do with your core motivation. Mm-hmm. So there are nine different types, and each type has to do with your core motivation, basically why you do everything you do. Mm-hmm. And it was developed by the Jesuits, and they were using it to help people like find vocation. their vocation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if someone came into them and they were like, I don't know what to do with my life, I'm freaking out, they would kind of use the Enneagram as a tool to help them... Along their way, yeah, along their journey. Find their calling. But lately it's it's flung into the mainstream and people mm. are kind of... Like journaling, people really yeah. like it. Yeah, so we can give a brief overview of each of the types and yeah. then kind of get into what we know about our type. Let's just start from the beginning. I personally, I don't know a lot about the Enneagram. Jordan is the expert, so let's start off with one. So yeah, each each type has a deadly sin associated with it. The thing was developed by priests, so yeah. And then the sin kind of drives what the type is motivated by. But then in addition, I'll just give a couple like tidbits indicators that mm-hmm. you might be this yeah this you can type. listen to this and, and maybe figure out what you are we'll also give some recommendations of like instagram accounts and books so if you're interested in learning more you can learn more that way so let's start with one one's deadly sin is anger and ones are very organized people they are motivated because they feel like something is wrong with them and so they're very afraid of being bad they tend to think of things as either good or bad and their self their inner critic is just so 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 strong that's the common thread the main common thread with all ones is that they have this inner critic this little voice in their head that says you're doing this wrong you're doing this wrong you could be better in all of these ways twos they're deadly sin is pride and that is because they are the most giving Mm -hmm. of all of the 
types and you might be thinking well if they're so giving then what's the problem yeah what how does pride come into play and that's because it's giving and it's self-sacrificing and it's subconsciously or consciously so that others will like you like them yeah so they tie up their self-worth into how much they give to other people and threes their deadly sin is self-deceit and when i'm about to tell you about threes you might be like well why isn't it pride so threes are defined by like going they want to be the best they define themselves by achievements and something to note about threes is that they can change who they are like they're kind of a social chameleon Mm -hmm. so threes can turn it on turn it off depending on who they're with it's like oh you're kind of a completely different person when you're with these other people and it's a way of navigating through the world like they're putting on masks Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so it gets to the point with threes that they don't really know who they are So it's like they're lying to themselves constantly. And then fours, fours, their deadly sin is envy. They always want what other people have. And that's because they feel like there's something missing inside of them. Like it's this desire to um, be unique because they feel like something's missing. So I might as well be different anyway. Mm -hmm. But different in a way that they can control. Yeah. And then fives, they their deadly sin is greed and so that is because they hoard knowledge and fives they are very intellectual people they want to learn everything they can about everything and oftentimes this they don't want to share that knowledge so they'll like compartmentalize in a way. Some fives are very, very introverted. It's possible for fives to be extroverted, but usually it's like they have specific friends in specific areas of their lives and then those friends don't ever really cross over, you know, because Into with other friends. Yeah, because they don't want to like have any of that mix. mix. And then sixes, their deadly sin is fear. And like I said, that's not a deadly sin traditionally in the seven deadly sins neither is self-deceit obviously but there are nine types and only seven deadly sins mm-hmm. so fear they are so worried they think about every worst case scenario and they prepare for everything there are two different types of sixes um phobic and counterphobic so that has to do with how they externalize their fear or internalize it but that's that's kind of deep into the Enneagram. But yeah, so if you are feel like you're driven by your worry, then, then you might be a six. And then sevens, they are kind of adventure junkies, I would say. They always want the next best thing. Oftentimes the lead up to something, the anticipation is better than the, the actual thing. And then once that thing is done, they're on to the next and okay so sevens is gluttony which is different than greed Mm -hmm. um it's like a glutton for enjoyment and they never ever ever want to look at the bad parts of life it makes them very uncomfortable they don't know how to deal with their negative emotions and then eights their deadly sin is lust because they have such an intensity 
for life and they look at everything in a super intense way. So often aides are characterized as very argumentative. They can, like just their talking style is very, it's like they're arguing all the time even if they don't see it as arguing. And they're also very, like they love sticking up for the underdog and they're very good at defending people because, you know, they just, they like to have that stance. And then eights are also very scared of being vulnerable. And then nines, they are kind of mergers. They see all sides, they're peacemakers. They don't ever really want to have an opinion of their own. That makes them uncomfortable because they're afraid that they're going to hurt other people's feelings. And their deadly sin is sloth because they can kind of turn off their uh, feelings in a way because they can just, they can see what everyone feels and they're like, yeah, that sounds right. So I feel like that's kind of an, a little overview. Yeah. Do you want to really quickly go over like people in our lives who are like yeah. that we know? Yeah. So first, what's your sign, Mackenzie? So I'm a four. Nice. And should I go in depth about that or should we? We can, we can wait and then okay. we'll... We'll what are, talk about what are you Jordan? I'm a one. What's your boyfriend? He is a nine. What's our dad? He's a two. And our mom? An eight. Our grandma? A nine. My best friend? Two. Yeah. Yeah. My best friend's a four. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And uh let's see. Oh, our brother's a seven. Yes. Yeah. No, I just think it's funny because the closest person in my life is a two. And the second closest person in your life is a four. Yeah. So those are the people who are kind of closest to us, but mm-hmm. we've had lots of interactions with every all type. Types. Yeah. And none is better than the other. I like them all. Yeah. And so I feel like we can kind of talk about maybe how how we feel like our sign helps us or our type helps us relate to the world and like what yeah. it means for us to be that type. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Sure. Sure. So I'm a one. And for me, being a one, like I said, when I was giving the little intro, it's like I have this critic in my brain who is always telling me like, you could be better. Mm -hmm. And I think that comes from being an oldest child, being treated as like, it's like the gifted kid trope Mm -hmm. of like, you're so wow you're so good when I was little I could do like puzzles upside down I could read at a very early age and and then I went to a school where mistakes were not allowed yeah and so it kind of just compounded on that and so something about the Enneagram is that when you were young these these things started to really build on each other and the coping mechanisms you learn to like survive as a child those are things that make your type what it is today so now I'm very very hard on myself yeah and like if I make sometimes if I make one little mistake I will like beat myself up and be thinking about it for days and days and days yeah I think you and I are very similar in that way yeah but there is like this stereotype of ones that they have to be like very organized and good at planning and like very harsh and critical of other people and for me I don't feel like that at all because my do you internalize it yeah my criticism it comes a lot from myself and to myself Mm -hmm. I think there are a lot of ones who 
they also find imperfections in other people and I can definitely be like that. I found specifically with sevens, it's super easy for me to, because sevens have a very like free, easygoing, I'm just gonna do whatever I wanna do because it feels good. And that's hard because there's such a lack of structure with that. Yes, there's no structure. And my entire worldview is like, you have to do what you have to do because you have to do it. And sevens, it's not like that at all. So that's where the self, that's where the criticism other people comes in. But I'm trying to get better at that. And the Enneagram, like learning about the Enneagram has helped me a lot with that. Yeah. So, yeah. What are some strengths about being a one? I feel like my, my sense of time is really strong. Mm-hmm. Like, I know how long it takes me to do things. Like, like without, t- being able to time manage. Yes. My time management is very good. I can also pinpoint something that's wrong very quickly Mm -hmm. so at work if someone's like hey can you look over this for me it's very easy for me to find things that are wrong fix them and then give it back it doesn't take me very long to Mm -hmm. do those things and you know just organization in general comes now very easy to me when I was younger it didn't I had to learn a lot of those skills but now they come naturally yeah what about weaknesses or things that might require more effort I think before I learned about the Enneagram, this the self-critic thing, like I just thought everyone had that. And so I would criticize other people and then they get really offended and I'd be confused because it's like, I, how do you not already see this? Like, yeah, I had to learn a lot that my thought process and the way I viewed the world, seeing every single thing that's wrong and needs to be fixed, I thought everyone viewed it like that. Yeah. And so now I'm like, okay, well, maybe they just they just don't notice. Like, yeah. they don't notice that this is wrong. Yeah. And then also just, like, needing to be kinder to myself. So the one's deadly sin is, is anger, like I said. And all of that anger is, like, so self-directed. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't even realize, like, how angry I was at myself all the time. And then... Our cousin, our younger cousin, she's also a one, and she, yeah, she has, like, just so much rage Mm -hmm. towards herself, and it reminds me of being little, and just, like, oh, it's so sad, Yeah, you know? Yeah, and you've talked with her about that and done positive affirmations. Yeah, we do do our affirmations. I did. It's so funny. I, I got up this morning, and I went to my mirror that's by my door, and I was like, you are worthy of love, and somebody else's inability to love you is not a reflection of that. And I walked out of my room, and my, our mom was like, are you okay? And I was like, <laughs> I was giving myself affirmations, and she was like, it sounded scary. And I was like, I needed to make sure I got the message. Yeah, so for me and my other my cousin, who's a one, the affirmations we do are, it's okay if we make mistakes, it's okay if we don't win, I am allowed to love myself if I make a mistake, and others will love me if I make a mistake. And so those are the ones that we do because we're, we're ones and we're very hard on ourselves. So, yeah. I have a book with me and I actually have positive, I didn't even remember writing this, but I actually have positive affirmations on here that I should probably start doing right about now. Um, yeah. There are a few. So as I mentioned earlier, I'm a four and basically 
the way that I kind of understand it is that I have this constant need to like change everything about myself mm. all the time and look different than everybody else. And I think my whole life I've I've had this discomfort and fear around looking like everybody else mm-hmm. and being like everybody else. Yeah. And the idea of not turning heads, not sticking out in a room has scared me. Mm-hmm. And I think when I see other people who do that, there is a, like, I feel a sense of jealousy about that and yeah. I'll, I'll want to do it. Yeah, a lot of fours feel like there's something missing within them and they don't know how to get it back. Do you, do you yeah. feel like that? Yeah, and I think that a lot of times, like, and I don't know if it's like this for other fours, but I definitely search for that in my life. And mm-hmm. I know it's a common thing with, like, with, like, fours and Virgos is that I have such high expectations of not only myself, but of situations and of people. And yeah. so... I'm kind of always left with this, like, sense of disappointment and a thing about fours to kind of, like, help them grow that I have written down in this book is, like, to, like, live more in the moment and Mm -hmm. be okay with being happy with who I am and who other people are. Yeah. And being accepting of the fact that, like, I don't need to have all of my needs met right away. Yeah. And something that is so, for me, the most apparent thing about fours, and I think a lot of people would agree, is fours are the only type that can sit with melancholy, like feelings of sadness and depression and not be uncomfortable at all. Like, if anything, I feel like you and other fours... Mm -hmm are more comfortable in melancholy than in feelings of, like, elation. Yeah, and I don't necessarily think that that's, like, a negative thing. No. And I feel like I've been like that my whole life where I've just... I don't know how to explain it. I just feel like I'm just kind of, you know? Yeah, yeah, but I think it's really nice because people can go to you to feel that way that way and not feel like they're being judged which for me is for me is a big thing because I always feel afraid of being judged yeah so the fact that you're a four the fact that my other best friend who has been my best friend since high school is a four like I can always go to you guys with these really intense feelings and not have to hold back yeah I feel like I don't get uncomfortable about people's like sadnesses very yeah. easily because it's a feel like I, I guess not sadness but like that's a, a feeling that I'm familiar with yeah whereas so, a, a type like sevens it's don't not like feeling it's so uncomfortable for them yeah and I have gone to like my old roommate is a seven and there have been times where I've been like a mess and Mm -hmm. she's been there for me and it's possible but I don't think it comes naturally yeah it's like an uncomfortable thing for them yeah Mm -hmm. so another thing well you can continue actually no I was just I was just going to talk about like the strengths is emotional depth yeah compassion yeah which ties into what you're talking about of, of being able to I think I was talking about this earlier because somebody was opening up to me very very deeply and I think that a lot of that has to do with the fact that for 
whatever reason, I don't know if people can sense it, I guess, but just like that about me that I'm not going to judge people who are feeling things really deeply because it's something that I always do. I'm medicated now, so things aren't as, you know, extreme anymore. Right. But yeah. Yeah. And so something else about the Enneagram is that there are three triads. So the triads are groups, three groups of three types. And so there is the head triad, so that their thinking center is in their brain. And then there's the gut triad, so their thinking center is actually in their gut. And then the heart triad, so their thinking center is in their heart, their feelings. Yeah, so the gut triad, that is eight, nine, and one. So I am in the gut triad and my mom is in the gut triad and my boyfriend is in the gut triad. So that has to do with how we react to things. Mm -hmm. And so eights react obviously by their gut. It's very instinctual. They're going to turn out and they're going to face outward with their anger. And our mom is an eight. She is. And you know what? That's so funny because yesterday I was talking to her about this situation and she was like, you have to trust your gut feeling always. Yes. So it's all about the gut reaction. With eights, it's going to go out. With ones, it's going to go in. Mm -hmm. So my anger is going to go inside. I'm going to try and repress it. Mm -hmm. And eventually it's going to fail. It's going to bubble over. For nines, which are in the middle, they're going to fall asleep to their anger. So they're just going to ignore it. Like, ignore. Yeah, not even repress. It's like it doesn't even exist. Yeah, and yeah, it's like the numbing. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of nines will do something like, like in this day and age, it's a lot of scrolling. Yeah. Just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling to not feel anything. Yeah. And then in the heart triad, that's two, three, and four, twos bring their their heart, their feelings outward. And so they push it onto other people. They're constantly giving, 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 even if, if other people don't want it. Threes, they fall asleep to it, their feelings, their emotions, mm-hmm. and they're constantly putting on masks to cover yeah. it. And then the fours internalize their feelings and they're just sitting in it, wallowing. Yeah. And then the head triad. So it's the same thing, but with thinking. So that's five, six, seven. Yeah. So fives internalize their thinking. They're yeah. hoarding. They're hoarding their thinking. And then sixes externalize it because it has to do with worry and fear. And then sevens turn it off. They're the ones who ignore. Like a switch. Yeah. Yeah. So, those are the different triads. Do you know what your subtype is? Yes, my subtype is self-preservation. So, that means there are three subtypes, and that is like a subtype of your type, Mm -hmm. right? So, you would say, I am a self-preservation one. or And the three subtypes are self-preservation, social, and And then sexual sexual or one-to-one if you don't want to say sexual. Yeah. (laughs) So self-preservation, they're, like it says, very concerned with making sure all of their safety needs are met, like housing, food, um, emotional safety, things like that. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, and then social, they're very concerned with the well-being of everyone around them. And then sexual they're very concerned with one-on-one relationships and that's why you can also say one-on-one instead of sexual that makes sense so 
what what are you, Mackenzie? One on one or sexual? So I'm reading this page off of Enneagram Clarity. Jordan sent me this last night because I've literally she knows so much about this. But this says that I focus on self-expression. I feel inferior but seek to be superior. Extreme range of emotion, intense and aggressive about getting their needs met, and common mistype as uh, eight. Yes. Which is interesting because our mom is an eight, and I think sometimes I'm like I'm nothing like my mom, but we're very similar in, in a lot in of the ways. intensity. In I the would intensity say she's. Of, I would say she's a one to one eight as well. Yeah. Like in in the intensity of of my emotions, I think when when I'm <laughs> when I'm on, yeah. it's. All Extreme. the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether that's happiness or anger or sadness. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, being a self-preservation one, I could mistype as a six. So self, that means when I've taken tests in the past, I have got six as a result. But then I had to, you know, do some work and kind of realize, no, my core motivation is to be good. And then a, the core motivation of six is to be safe. But... Yeah, so being a self-preservation one, I am very worried a lot of the time because I feel like I have to be doing the right thing in order for my needs to be met, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. What wing do you think you are? There's something called wings. Do you want to Yes, so a wing would be, so the Enneagram, you can picture it like a circle in your head, and then if you Google the Enneagram, the, the actual... Well, I'll post a picture of it for the promo. For yeah, so the symbol is like all of them in a circle. So there are two numbers on either side of your number, and those would be your wings, because they're, little, they're oh, little wings on your side. That's cute. So you can only ever be a, a wing that's on either side. You can't be like a one with a five wing. Yeah. It can only be the ones next to you. So... I am a one with a two wing, and that means that I draw on some of the qualities of twos. And some people think wings can change throughout your life. I'm not an expert. I'm not really sure. But for me, as a one with a two wing, I I would imagine, like, picture Leslie Nope. Mm. Leslie Nope is a one with a two wing. So she's very concerned with the with other people giving to other people making sure other people are okay and I tend to be less critical like I said of other people because I'm giving Giving to to other people but one thing about being like where the one side comes in is that I'm trying to improve other people so I don't go out of my way to say you did this wrong you did this wrong but that but I'm always like hey so maybe we should try this like self-help thing or like let's try and be more sustainable or like let's try and improve your life in other ways and so I feel like that's where the two wing comes in like the helpful aspect of a two yeah so I am a four wing three yeah. Is that how you say yeah. it? Yeah, so you, you would have a three wing. Yes, and again, I didn't hear about this until last night. <laughs> so this post from Enneagram Ashton says, I'm creative and artistic, ambitious, concerned with image, project starter, more competitive, and I put feelings first. And I think a lot of that is true, um, except for maybe the project starter part. I find motivation hard sometimes, but I think... When it comes to, like, the randomest things, I will literally put every ounce of effort and then also not sleep and, like, do it all. Yeah. When it comes to, like, cleaning my room Mm -hmm. or, like, 
doing this random like homework assignment and I'll just put all of my effort in it. Yeah and I feel like that definitely comes with threes I would say threes and eights are probably the most like workaholic yeah uh of all of the types so yeah pulling from that three wing very concerned with image a lot of threes are very concerned with image and achievement yeah and I think for me like it's not so much what other people think of my image but rather just that my image is not like other people's yeah yeah so there's still that concern and then also like you said the motivation ambition Mm -hmm. and also four wing threes are more social I would say than four wing fives and I know when we were talking about this earlier you said oh but I don't feel like super social all the time but you you remember what I said about fives needing to like keep things very private or like compartmentalized whereas threes don't really have that same concern they're fine with presenting an image to the world yeah and I feel like I definitely can do that when it comes to socializing I feel like I have this ability to be perceptive in the sense of like okay this is what I need to say and be and act like in this situation yeah Yeah. for me to like navigate it properly Mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense but yeah I love the Enneagram me too and I should start saying my affirmations what which ones do you have there are a few let's see there's I'm just gonna read a couple of them this one says I transform pain into power I am more than my human experience I am anchored in my being I'm happy to be me I draw on my experience to, experiences to grow, and I choose to release the past. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, all of the Insta- Instagram accounts that Mackenzie mentioned, Enneagram Clarity, Enneagram Ashton, uh, Nine Types Co. is another good one, and I will link all of them in the show notes. Yeah, and I can tag them in the promo picture for this. Yes. And episode. the book, The Road Back to You, really great book if you're interested in getting started learning about the Enneagram. I feel like it's one of the most popular ones, but a lot of the Instagram accounts that I mentioned, they also have their own books that are out. So check those out as well. And if you want us to do another episode talking more about the Enneagram, we can. Mm-hmm. Just let the us know. Enneagram or other personality types because Jordan and I love personality test yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so shall we get into our next topic after a brief ad break? Yes. Let's go. All right. Let's go, girls. It's going to get copyrighted. Anyway. (laughs) Will it? uh... Okay. So, currently, what are the things that we like? Yeah, I feel like, why don't you give us some categories and then we'll just quick fire. Let's do um, media. Okay. Like utility, like clothes, home, yeah, products, food, okay, mm, makeup, okay, and then just random, and like then random, okay, cool. Media, what media are you loving? So recently, I my actually my dad has been watching Medium, and yeah. he's been watching Medium for a while now. He started it from the beginning, and. I was never very interested in it. It always just gave me such a weird vibe. And to Mm. be completely honest, it still kind of does, but I think I've grown to like it. Right. But I watched, I think, all of the last 
two seasons with him and there are seven in total so I decided to start it over because I've never seen the first full three five five mm -hmm. I can't do math but it's basically a show with Patricia Arquette and she plays a woman who is a medium yeah and so she sees dead people she talks to dead people she dead people do weird things to her they do she sees the past she sees the future and she never gets a good night's sleep because she's constantly never. neither does her husband really because neither do her kids neither she passes it on to all of her kids <laughs> she passes it on to all of her kids yeah all of them are also technically yeah mediums and so she always wakes up out like in out of a dead sleep like this <gasps> or yeah. like sometimes she'll like be, almost get hit or something yeah. in her dreams but anyways I I really do like that show I yeah. think it's right up my alley and I would definitely recommend it I've recommended it to like everybody in my life and I think only like one person has, has started watching it so I would definitely recommend that but nice that and SVU what else did I say of course SVU like of course I think yeah I'm still I'm I'm all caught up so I'm watching the current episodes as they're happening with, great show with Chris Maloney yeah he's back I our, at our house, we don't know how to feel about that. Grandma didn't like the the new... The new episode? Yeah, she watched his thing. Oh. And she didn't like interesting. it. Interesting. She didn't watch the SVU, like, crossover. Interesting. But she I'll watched... Have to have, I'll have to have a chat with Grandma about that. Yeah. So I've been watching that. I've, I always like that. I look up to Mariska Hargitay and Olivia Benson, both, very yeah. much. And then Godzilla vs. Kong came out recently, <laughs> and... It's so funny because I had pretty much zero interest in it, mm -hmm. uh, Godzilla or King Kong, right? before like maybe two months ago. Yeah. And my brother saw the trailer for the movie and showed it to me and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, this is so cool. And he wouldn't stop talking about Godzilla. And so, you know, we watched, we watched Godzilla King of Monsters, uh, which is the one that came out in 2019 and it's on HBO Max. And I was obsessed. I still am obsessed. Wow. And Is I, it solely because of O'Shea Jackson I was Jr.? Just about I was just about to say a big factor in that is O'Shea Jackson Jr., Millie Bobby Brown, and Anthony, Anthony Ramos, Ramos yeah. being in it because whew, I love all three of them so much. And so it was definitely that, but I think it had a level of like action that I that I really liked. And and we watched Kong Skull Island, but the kind of cinema and that and the plot was just not for me. But yeah, we watched uh, Godzilla vs. Kong the day it came out, and I really liked it. It was really action packed. It, you know, it was it, it met the hype. And I I think the only thing that disappointed me was that they didn't bring back um, O'Shea and Anthony Ramos's characters. So Bummer. that really frustrated me. But aside from that, it was it was good and it was really funny. Nice. So that's all I have for media. All right, uh, let's see. I haven't really been consuming a lot of media. I'm still watching Designated Survivor. Um, I don't know what that's about. It's about, it's an old Netflix show. It, it, I don't think it's been continued, but I got into it, and then I got my mom into it. Mm -hmm. And it's about this guy who survives an attack on the Capitol, and so he becomes president, um, even though he was like kind of a nobody in Congress. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, just kind of his journey and his story. So I'm still working my way through that. And I watch Saturday Night Live every week. Y'all watched 
The Pitch Perfect films. We did. We watched Pitch Perfect very recently. That was an interesting experience. We only watched the first and the second one, which I feel like was a mistake because the first one is amazing. <laughs> so good. So good. Like, just captures a moment in time so perfectly. <laughs> yeah. And then the second one is horrible. It's so, so bad. It's really bad. Like, so many things happen for absolutely no reason. Yeah. So, we'll have to watch the third one. Maybe tonight. I don't know. And... That just got me really very excited. <laughs> and I feel like, yeah, I've, I've the new Taylor Swift album just came out, so I am in love with that. Yeah. And Parker and I, my boyfriend and I, have been listening to a podcast on the Ringer Dish podcast. Mm-hmm. They're doing a series called Every Taylor Swift Album. So we've been listening to a Taylor Swift album and then listening to the episode about that album. And they kind of do a deep dive into all of the songs, the like what that album meant for Taylor and the Easter eggs, you know, the whole thing. So if you're a big old Taylor Swift fan like myself, Swifty, I really recommend that podcast. It's very good. It's very interesting. And I've learned a lot. I've gotten Parker into it. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun stuff. What is that Muslim holiday that's coming up? Is it Ramadan? It is Ramadan right now. Okay, so just really quickly, I don't know. If, do you have more media things? No. Okay, so there's this trend on TikTok right now. And technically, I think it's like a roadman trend, but but Muslim people are also doing it to like prepare for Ramadan. And it's like this thing where they'll be like dancing and then it's like... It's like a song and they they like move their arm and it transitions and for the people who aren't doing the Redmond trend for the Muslim people, they'll do they'll like be in their like traditional like clothes and it's so cool and they look so beautiful. But it's wow. like living la vida loca. Aww. Yeah. It's I, I like that trend. Or maybe they're getting ready for like the end of Ramadan because I think that's a holiday at the end of Ramadan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, I think it's really cool. Nice. And that's been on my free page pretty often recently. Even though it's technically the British side of TikTok. I feel like it's made its way here. Nice. Yeah, so that's media. What's next? I think food? No, like house stuff or clothing. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm, I've bought a lot of things from ThreadUp recently. You if you have. haven't, If you haven't, uh, listen to our... Last episode. Last episode, I talk a lot about sustainability and fast fashion. So, mm-hmm. ThreadUp is one of my faves for yeah. sustainable, non-fast fashion options. And I feel like they're they're my only fave. Also, LaCroix. Always LaCroix. And um, you got a pair of pants. Jordan and I now have matching pants. Yes. Mine are from Zara. And I think Mackenzie's are from H&M. Mm-hmm. But they are exactly the they're same. They're the same. Mm-hmm. So, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, oh, also my new sheets. They're from yes. Magic Linen. She will not stop talking they're, about them. They're expensive. I'm not going to lie. They're what the stimulus was used for. But <laughs> yeah, highly recommend if you're in the market for really, really amazing sheets. They they literally talk about them every single as time I'm here. It's we so talk funny. about them every night as well. That's like hilarious. it's not just while Mackenzie's here. There is like a portion of the night where all we do is talk about how great the sheets are. It's yeah. our sponsored by Magic Linen. Yeah. And we aren't even sponsored. Magic Linen, sponsor us. Meghan Markle wore one of their dresses recently, and they're so, a clothing company. They also have clothes. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. So, I love Meghan Markle. We we're this is a Meghan Markle fan account. It is. <laughs> so for me, again, I talked about both of these things in the 
last episode, but I really like Depop. I'm currently broke, so haven't been on it that much, but I really went through a phase where I was like, let me just buy everything I've ever wanted, and so then I did, and my most recent purchase was Cowgirl Boots, and they haven't come yet, but I'm pretty excited about those. Oh, okay. A style that I feel like is very niche that I've been loving recently is like early 2000s Hollister Abercrombie. I know Jordan's making the weirdest, like most disgusted face right now, but it was such a triggering time. I know, for me. I know, but I. <laughs> it just makes me think of like the click or like. And why is that and a it, good thing? And it, well, because, okay, and like Pretty Little Liars. Oh my gosh, I didn't talk about Pretty Little Liars. Okay, I'll talk about that in a second. Okay. But it, I, something that has happened over the quarantine, and I think I'm not the only person that this has happened to, but quarantine has definitely brought me back to a lot of feelings and memories from my childhood that I find comfort in and that I think I have the ability to like, finally rediscover again you know rediscover and so dressing like I am from a period of my life that I find a lot of comfort in has been has been really interesting so a lot of like Hollister very long sleeve tight uh shirts and then Pretty Little Liars so I feel like I have the most love-hate relationship with that show because I hate (laughs) pretty much everything about it. Everything. It's so cringy. Everything about it, the message, the just everything is really problematic and bad. But again, with like the Hollister, Abercrombie, etc., I watched that show at a point in my life and that show is popular at a point in my life that I remember to be so comfortable and I remember finding so much joy in watching that show when it was coming out which like bizarre what the heck <laughs> literal like it's so I stopped bad. I watched that show for way too long I think yeah I mean it did turn into a wild goose chase and I didn't even watch it until the right. very end but I I've recently started re-watching it it's on HBO Max but I bought the first three seasons on DVD because I have a a DVD player in my room and it's really for the nostalgia um and also just the cringe factor of it because there's a whole lot of that I have talked my TikTok followers' ears off talking about my hate for Arya and Ezra's relationship and so I won't do it to all of you but ugh. it's ugh. so bad like there are so many parts of that show that are just like, no, why was this? No, 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 no. Why did children watch this? And I know people are like, it wasn't for children, but like, they watched it. The preteens watched it. Okay, next category: food, sushi. Yeah. Did you like when we got sushi? I did. Two weeks ago? I yeah. really did. I missed. I I haven't had sushi in ages. That's good. Tofu. Yeah, oh my gosh. Jordan brought tofu the other day, and she put, like, the stuff on it. I don't know what it's called. I put ginger and fish flakes and soy sauce. It's called hiyayaki, I think. And I haven't had that in, like, over a year. Like, tofu with that Mm -hmm. and, like, soy sauce. 
Yeah, I make it pretty regularly. And I was like, it's so good. Can I have some? And then I did. And my mom was like, stop eating that. It's Jordan's lunch. Um, the Trader Joe's boba ice cream. Oh my gosh, the Trader Joe's boba ice cream. It's, it's coffee. It's so fire. Yeah. It's very caffeinated. It's like surprisingly caffeinated. Yes. And yeah, it's coffee flavored and it's... What what is it? Um, oh, boba. Oh, it's coconut. It's coconut. I was it's trying dairy to think of, free. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was trying to think of what. Um, oh, Parker and I made the TikTok pasta recently. I heard about that. It was How very was it? cheesy, but it was very good. I liked mm. it a lot. I did have to take two lactates, <laughs> but it was fine. That's good. Yeah, I'm glad you liked it. And then goldfish. Mm, yeah, goldfish always. I just I just was craving it. I don't know why. Like it was like four AM and I was like, I'm craving goldfish and chocolate cream pie. And somebody slid up on my story and was like, I've never heard of it, either of those things. And I was like, Who are you? You're why in the wrong not? place, boo boo. Yeah. Okay. Last random. Random. Okay. Some random things I've been loving. I got art for my apartment. Yeah, I and am... you made art for your apartment. Yes art for my apartment mm-hmm. that's what i've been loving my cat yeah and my friends and being vaccinated oh my god being vaccinated yes my two weeks i will be two weeks from my vaccination on monday so watch out outdoor dining at restaurants <laughs> that is and so uh, parker's getting vaccinated on sunday so yeah yeah i get my second one i think on this wednesday Woo, woo, woo. So, I've been loving that. I've also been loving the Smith's Rosebud Salve Balm. I gave my sister one. She did. And I'm going to use hers right now yes. anyway. Yes. So I actually used the tin version of that when I was in like 7th and 8th grade because they sold it at Bath and Body Works. And then I went through like a Carmex phase for a really long time. And something about me that, like, everybody in my life knows is I lose chapstick, like, every three seconds. Yes. If I'm ever looking for something, it's my chapstick. Always. And with me, it's my phone. Yes. And a problem that I had was something happened with Carmex where it would make the ring around my mouth peel and red. And it was doing that for months. I think my first year of college, it was doing that. And then... I stopped using it and then I started using it again and it was just bad. So I remembered this one. I've started using it again and I'm really happy about that. And it's cruelty free. It is cruelty free. I I got this off of Amazon though. So can't win them all. You can't win them all. But yeah, I bought it in a three pack. Yeah, that's everything. Yay! 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 I hope you guys liked this episode. It was very fun for us to film. It was. I feel like it was very it was very upbeat. We we talked about all good things. Yeah, time. yeah. I, I hope to do more episodes like this in the future. Yeah. Because I feel like the episodes we recorded last time were heavy, they were bro. They as heck, yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll switch it up every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. Let us know what y'all want to hear, for real, for real. Yeah. Either in our DMs on Instagram. Yeah. In that form. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. So that's all for this episode. If you liked it, feel free to leave us a review and rate us in the Apple Podcasts app. Stay tuned next week for another episode. Don't know what we're talking about yet, but I'm sure Mm. it'll be great. Yeah. And check out our show notes to see where to find us all over the internet. Thank you for listening. We love you. Bye.